Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Friday in July? Had to think there for a minute. Still on a different time zone. Interesting. It's been uh, been away for three weeks and back, and I travel a lot. This one was a rough one. This one coming back was a rough one, though. But I'm here. A little personal growth uh, uh, bit out there for folks out there that are struggling. Uh, my sleep, we all know I don't sleep much. My sleep pattern's really messed up now that I'm back. And uh, this morning when I got up, the last thing I wanted to do was this show. But what do you know? 8 a.m. rolls around and boom, I'm here. And 8 a.m. is late for me, real late. 8 a.m. means I've been up for at least four hours. So, but it's interesting that a lot of folks that there's things you don't want to do, so you don't do them. But then there's folks out there that they don't want to do it, but they do it. And that's the difference between historically success and failure and those that uh, get things done and those that don't. So there's a little bit of tidbit of information for you. But uh, my name is Jeff Galman of Solid Canine Training. This is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. I usually talk about single topic things Monday through Friday. Uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and then we also have the the What Would Jeff Do show, and that's on every Wednesday and Friday night. We did one last night. Uh, we announced our Leash Reactivity um, uh, live uh, course that will be that we are we have we have launched. If you're on our mailing list, you'll know all about that. Leash Reactivity is a humongous problem. It's a very very big problem. Um, and I, I feel I feel I've got so much empathy for folks that struggle with it, but I also want people to know how simple that it can be. Uh, the show streams live on uh, Rumble, on Facebook, and on YouTube. And if you can like, share, and follow on any of those platforms, I'd really appreciate it. Um, a lot of people out there are struggling with their dogs, and they're not getting reliable help. And um, we can definitely dramatically. Um, help you. So if you're not familiar with what leash reactivity is, a lot of people think, oh, my dog's aggressive. And I'm like, well, we don't possibly, but leash reactivity is easily identifiable. It's when you're walking down the street with your dog, um, you have a dog on a leash and your dog is, um, sees a person, sees a dog. Um, sometimes they see just leash reactivity is right up there. Yeah, another animal, rodent, whatever, and they and they and they start barking and pulling and lunging, and sometimes they're on their back legs and going nuts. And I'm sure a lot of us have seen um, videos of it, or your own dog, you're experiencing that. It's one of the bigger things that that folks contact us about is uh, leash reactivity. There is. A lot of really false information out there on dog training in general. Raising a dog, um, training a dog, taking care of a dog, feeding a dog, health-wise on a dog. And leash reactivity is right up there. Right up there. And it's sad because if you are struggling with leash reactivity or if you have some, you can have some empathy for people that are struggling with leash reactivity, you know that um, 
it makes your life miserable. You can't, walking with your dog is supposed to be enjoyable. Like taking a walk with your dog. I mean, isn't that one of the most basic functions is taking a walk with your dog and enjoying it? I mean, dogs need to be walked or need some form of exercise. I mean, when I was up in New England living um, on 180 acres, I theoretically didn't walk my dogs on a leash. They were never on leash. Um, my dog is barely ever on a leash. But still, the point being, like, they'd run through the woods and they'd have fun and they, you know, I met their needs that way. But a lot of folks don't have 180 acres or acreage and they, they live in cities and they live in suburbs and they walk their dogs. And, and, and obviously there's times when we would go into town or um, when we travel, you know, your dog's got to be on a leash and you walk it and your dog sees lots of things, sees lots of things. And just even, even slightly pulling, I mean, that's not leash reactivity, but even a dog that pulls on the leash, it's not fun. The walking of your dog is not supposed to be uh, physically uncomfortable to you. Now, if you've got issues walking, but even without a dog, that's a separate story. But if you're a healthy person that can actually walk down the street without a dog, it actually shouldn't feel any different with a dog. It really shouldn't. It should feel exactly the same. If you've got one dog, 10 dogs, or no dogs, it should feel exactly the same way. So anything but that, you can actually get dramatic help. You can have a better life with your dog. You can have a much better life with your dog. You don't need to live like that. And I don't want you to live like that. I really don't. Um, I want you, I want you to have a better life. Why are dogs leash reactive? What happened? Were they born like that? No. Um, the simple answer is just like any other unwanted behavior with mo- a lot of species, with a lot of species. Um, I mean, I can give lots of examples of conditioned behaviors. You know, we were just in Greece for three weeks and we stayed at a, a really nice, uh, it was a multi-unit home where the grandfather um which is weird for me to say, like not my grandfather, but and but he is a grandfather. Um, <laughs> he lived in the home, and then I imagine his kids said, "Hey, guess what? We can maybe divide this up and or add on some units and make it really nice," which they did. And um, I believe there's four four units plus the main floor for the grandfather and his wife and uh it's a big piece of property big farm and it's only three minutes from the beach it's beautiful greece was beautiful i think about it a lot a real lot every day just Every morning waking up, walking into town, which was only three minutes away as well, getting fresh bread, fresh pastries, and then whatever fruits 
and mostly fruits, some vegetables. We eat a lot of vegetables, but we our, our snack food is fruit. So bananas, um, nectarines, they have these huge-ass cherries, huge, humongous. Maybe they weren't even called cherries, but they're because they had regular cherries there too. But and come back and have a nice breakfast and sit out on the patio. And then once everybody woke up, walked down to the beach, water was crystal clear. One day, one day, there was um, a humongous sea turtle. So I swam out there um, with my snorkel gear and uh, probably about 200, mm, 150 yards from the beach. I was hanging out by a bunch of seagrass. And you just, this turtle was just hanging there. I mean, it was swimming around, but you can dive down, swim right next to it. It was beautiful. Over it, under it, next to it. See the colors. The water there is crystal, crystal clear. Turquoise in some places. That's really beautiful there. This was a Naxos. Naxos. Which got a lot of history. I mean, a lot of Greece has a lot of history, but this island has a lot of history. Zeus. Angela knows a lot about the history there. Angela's a mythology buff. So the number one reason why dogs have leash reactivity is as simple as this. No one has effectively communicated with the dog that that behavior is not acceptable. Simple as that. It's as simple as that. And a lot of people are like, will tell you this long, dramatic story about why the dog is like that. But it's actually as simple as no one has effectively stopped the dog from being leash reactive. That's the simple, that's the simple answer. And it's surprising because it's not difficult to do, but the big issue is that so many owners are being told the wrong information. There's a lot of different informational sources out there that on how to stop leash reactivity. A lot of people are turn the other way, which it might avoid the situation, but you can't live like that. They'll redirect the dog, try to get the dog to look at you, but once the dog is already loaded and determined to be reactive, that's not going to work. And it's also dangerous. It's a dangerous behavior because you can be pulled over. You can be pulled over, knocked over. It's such a big issue that we're doing a live course on it. And I'll talk about that later today. You know, we've been doing these live, um, unedited, five-day, seven-day courses where you tune in every day 
at a certain time. And even if you can't tune in, you can watch the replay. And uh, we show you step-by-step how to fix these problems. And it's unedited. So you see everything. And that's one of the things that, that, that is really big in this industry is um, the lies, the misinformation. The lies and the misinformation. It's sad because the ultimate price, everyone's like, oh, well, the dog pays the ultimate price. You know what? It's the family. It's the owner. Their life sucks. Dog's probably having a great time. I mean, yeah, there's stress that the dog has, I'm sure. You know, but imagine every night we go for a nice walk with our dogs. It's really enjoyable. We walk around our neighborhood with our dogs. It's a pleasure. Really relaxing, great way to end the day. And uh, I can't imagine it not being enjoyable. I mean, I can, but with my own dogs. And it's not because I'm a trainer. Every person out there can do this. You can all do this. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science to do. So how do you stop it? Well, a lot of people will say, teach a better heel. You can have a dog that knows the perfect heel and still be leash reactive. Um, they will say, um, avoid certain areas, which is ridiculous. You have to effectively understand how to apply a punisher to the loading stage, which is the precursor to the explosion. That's how you stop it. And then there's a lot of leadership things you need to understand during during the course of the day that you can be doing. And that, that's the thing with a lot of folks is they're letting their dogs get away with a lot of stuff during the day. They're giving their dog mixed signals. There's a lot of mixed signaling going on. So then the dog is just confused. The dog is confused. You're letting your dog get away with all kinds of stuff in the house, but then outside you want your dog to be perfect. Ah, it doesn't work like that. You need to you need to make sure that you're consistent. I'm not quite sure why folks have a problem with this. Why can't people be more vigilant inside the house with their dogs. You know, the amount of time that folks spend dealing and getting frustrated over problems, you can easily resolve those problems in a couple of training sessions. I mean, we do it all the time. I mean, I mean, do you really think it's a miracle when we take a badly behaved dog and then turn that dog into a well-trained dog? Do you think that's some sort of miracle? 
No, not at all. Not at all. So we have a course, this live course. First of all, we have Leash Reactive videos now, but let me show you about this course that we have because it's still July and it's all courses in July are 25% off. So if you go to Solid K9 Academy, solidk9academy.com, And you, it's this calm to chaos, stop leash pulling, lunging, and other unwanted behaviors on pre-sale now with 25% off. And then use the coupon code right there. And all you have to do is uh, click there. And click there. Sign up. And see where it says have a coupon code? Click right there. Click right there. So it's not that difficult to eliminate these issues. It really isn't. If you've got any issue in general with your dog, we can resolve it. Any decent dog trainer can. You know, I'm pretty outspoken about the unethics in dog training and the bullshit that goes on and all the lies that go on. There's a, all, you know, a lot of folks are out there where they're like, oh, do force-free dog training, which doesn't work. Reward-based dog training, which does, but doesn't, not for stopping unwanted behaviors. And everyone's beating around the bush. There's an interview I've got to um, listen to before I make a comment on it. Um, the gist of it is, is a well-known force-free trainer who was on another podcast and it came out that this force-free trainer who has a master class in aggression rehab goes around the world and speaks. It came out in the interview. If you're familiar with force-free, it's like the ultimate in unethical training, in my opinion, because you're telling an owner that you don't use you don't need to use any force whatsoever. It's even goes way beyond reward-based. It's like no force whatsoever. And I'm like, it's not, that's not possible. More than happy to have a discussion with somebody on my show that is a huge advocate of it and explain to me how it's possible to train and rehab a dog with that methodology. I'm more than happy to have an open discussion. I'm willing to learn, but I've been doing this for 20 years and it's impossible to train a dog without any sort of force. There's no such thing. You know, there's no such thing. But they came out that they actually use e-collars. So imagine that. Imagine somebody preaching for free. Imagine the imagine a group of people that idolize this one person, and it comes out that they've been lying to you the whole time. 
And I'd be happy to have this person on my show and talk to him about it. Because my understanding is this person is like sort of taking a break from social media. And I'm like, why? Why? Why don't you just come out and let's talk about it? Let's just talk about it. Because if you truly, truly cared about the owners, if you truly cared about the owners and you truly cared about the dogs, you'd be honest. And why is it that you have to be stuck in this ideology? So the course that we have is going to show you how to actually stop in real time with real results with a dog, unedited, how to stop leash reactivity. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. And we've got courses on, lots of courses on dog training. I mean, you can check out the Solid Canine Academy site and you can see them all. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely being mellow today compared to yesterday. I've just been doing a lot of thinking a lot about just, I yell and scream about this industry a lot. And I will continue to. But we're at a point now in dog training. And I've been predicting this for a very, very long period of time. Very long period of time. That dog sports will be, I mean, I've already been predicting tools will be banned everywhere, which is bullshit. Dog sports will be banned everywhere. Folks need to really, really start to wake up before it has gone too far. It's, it's hard to reverse things. It's much easier to stop things. It's hard to reverse things that are already in place. It's a lot easier to stop them from actually happening. Like stop banning of things. Stop making sports, dog sports illegal. But Because once they do, it's never ending. There is a huge segment of the population out there that works with dogs that actually doesn't want you to get results. It's sort of like, has it ever crossed your mind? If you thought about this, I'm about to go into an area which is very controversial. And now it's coming out now. Do you remember when COVID first happened? And anybody that spoke up about an alternative way to get healthy was banned. We're aware of this, correct? If you're not, just do do, 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 do some simple research. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I just question things. I question 9-11. I question a lot of things. Because some things just don't make sense. Why is it when somebody that has proven to be able to get someone better from COVID is banned and shut down from social media when they have got a proven success rate
And then when it all comes out, which it is now, we're finding out that they were telling the truth all the time. And what you were being told was actually a lie. And if you don't go the narrative, you're called every name in the book. We're seeing it right now with that movie, Sound of Freedom. You, you, you need to question these things. If you're not familiar with Sound of Freedom, it's a, it's a, about child trafficking, which is, I think it's overtaking uh, drugs right now. Arms dealing right now. It's huge. Are you, are you seeing the, the mainstream media's mocking of the video, the film? Why? Why? Why is mainstream media in Hollywood trying to get this film to be discredited? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. You should be questioning these things. You should be questioning these things. And I'm only bringing it up because it's the same thing with dog training. It's the same formula for dog training. It's all about controlling narratives. There is a humongous segment of the population that I really feel strongly. They actually do not have your best interest in mind. And they actually want you to not be successful with your dog. And they want you to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep paying them and keep paying them and keep paying them. All for an ideology and an ego instead of saying, we actually stopped this behavior and you really don't need to come back anymore. If folks haven't questioned that, it's it's time. So many folks are, are running around so quick that they actually don't take a break, don't take a step back and just question and wonder why is it that so many people are getting success, not just from us, but from many trainers, while others are constantly, constantly struggling and I bring in things like COVID I mention things that are non-dog training because formulas are the same formulas are the same so dog the dog training industry which is a humongous billion multi-billion dollar industry multi-billion dollar industry. There's an incentive to lie. You know, it's funny, talking about questioning something, I, I, I made a statement before that somebody made a comment on one of my YouTube videos or something else about the bonker.
And I'm like, thousands of dog trainers bonk dogs. And someone said in this, you know, in the, in the United States, and someone said, I find that hard to believe. That would be 40, you're trying to say 40 trainers in every state bonk a dog, 50 states, 40 trainers, it's 2,000. And I say, well, my response was, well, considering that I'm the guy that goes running to seminars, I am retired from that. I've actually done consults at dog training facilities that have 12 trainers and they all bonk dogs. So that's one facility with 12 people in one city, in one state. So you're trying to tell me that in the rest of the state, there's not 28 other trainers that bonk dogs? People think that like, it's a isolated, unique thing that myself and a couple of other people bonk dogs. And I'm telling you, thousands of trainers do it. Hundreds of thousands of owners do it. There's a lot of people in this country, a lot of dog, a lot of dog owners. So to help with leash reactivity, you've got so much access to so much information. Time for me to head out. Everybody go check out the, um, let me get back over here. Help you all out. Just call me to chaos pre-sale right now. Just put in tech 25 at the checkout in the coupon code. You'll save 25% off 147. This is the pre-sale price. So the course is not done yet. We're filming it in September. But by then this price will have doubled. So this is pre-sale. You're buying just like a book. You're buying it before it goes out. But it's going to be live and unedited. And if you're not on our mailing list, go to free training and social media and go to our email newsletter and sign up. Okay. Not a lot of comments today. It's okay. JW says, keep up the good fight, Jeff. Always. Always. I'm pretty passionate about what I do and don't really care about the fallout from what happens. Africa says, good morning. Allison says, good morning. Terry G, good morning. Hope you guys get some needed rest. Signed up for a new course after the podcast last night. Awesome. I have to work today, so I'll catch up this evening. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Terry. Terry says, easy peasy to sign up. Online's are great. Fantastic knowledge to have. Thanks for doing those. Oh, yeah. A lot of work goes into them, but we're, we're, we're pretty passionate about that. Terry G says, think it's all about how much control can be obtained. Yeah. That's a whole other show, a whole other conversation, and it is about control. It's all about control. Yeah. So. But when you talk like that, Terry, you're called a conspiracy nut. That's the formula. That's the agenda. So what happens is when people then will argue the mainstream narrative, then they all of a sudden go into this 
conspiracy track, conspiracy track. And the media will say, put them on the conspiracy track. Now we're going to start making them look like freaks. Three, two, one to me getting ready for work now. Awesome. Me too. I got to get going. I got a long day ahead of me. Long day ahead of me. Joyful Dog Services says, curious where I could read up on this force free trainer that was being deceptive. Um, why well, don't name names? I don't find it credible. Um, I know you don't mention names, but I'd love to read up on them. Well, let me, let me, let me. I'm sure you can Google it. I'm sure you can Google it. Um, just Google force free trainer podcast e-collar see what comes up so it's just sad the amount of lying that goes on I don't understand it and maybe that's how I was raised I just don't understand it what someone's incentive to knowingly lie like how could you knowingly lie like I am so transparent I will tell you, I'm so transparent to the point where I, I turn a lot of people off. But if that turns you off, then you're, you're, you possibly are going to struggle with your dog. Because when you've got a dog with some really serious behaviors, you need to have some really serious training behind you. Three, two, one, and me. I have watched. Um, I've just started watching Joel's podcast course. I'm excited to watch the edited editing video today. Um, she has a great course, and if you go to Solid Canine Academy, she's got a great content creation course. That's fantastic. Terry G says, Terry G over on Rumble, looking forward to the non-dog podcast. Yeah, I'll be talking about a lot of things. Like a little bit of like what I just talked about now. I'll be talking about things like, uh, it's funny, I did a little rant about our getting back from Greece. And uh, it was, there was a lot of mistakes made by uh, the airline, the uh federal government tsa they really they really put all the passengers um and it was never a safety issue by the way it was not um it was not a safety issue the plane could have safely landed in newark it was a policy issue and i and i talked about how grown men were not controlling themselves and uh passengers and I understand that you'd be irate and tired, and I get it. And I was, you know, we're all on the same plane. But, and it's so funny that uh, I got a lot of negative comments from women. I got a lot of negative comments from women because I was talking about men manning up and taking care of your shit and taking care of your family. And here you are losing your shit, and I'm, helping out your family. And it's funny the amount of negativity I got from women about that comment. 
interesting how being a strong, confident male is trying to be squashed in this country. Be careful, folks. Be careful. Be really, really careful. Because in 10 years and in 20 years, in dog training, in a lot of other parts of everything, they're all going to be fucked. So, all right. Got to get going. I think we'll be doing a podcast tonight. What would Jeff do podcast? Let me check in with Joelle. See how she's doing today. Take care, everybody. Madly in love with all of you.